I tell you, God ain't good. I be man, low key lit, 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 high key lit, 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 low key lit, flex, oh squad be lit, 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 low key lit, 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 high key lit, 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 low key lit, flex, oh squad be lit. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Lit Sessions with Marielle. I am Marielle, and I am really excited that you are here today and that you are listening. So no matter where you are, um, thank you so much for tuning in. I am really excited about this is whole month. We've been talking about mental health and various um, components and emotional health. And so to kind of round out the month, today we're talking about the art of self-care. We hear that word a lot and that phrase a lot. You need to practice self-care, but what does that actually mean? And so today, um, my guest is Brittany Moses. She is a mental health advocate. And so I'm really excited to kind of dive into this conversation with her as to really figure out what really is self-care and how can we determine what the best self-care is for us. So Brittany, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, <laughs> so... Just to kick it off, let's start with, can you just introduce who you are, what you do, um, and just kind of let people know a little bit about, little bit about, about your background. Sure. Uh, my name is Brittany Moses, and I am hailing from California. I'm actually a Los Angeles native. And yeah, I mean, totally advocating mental and emotional health. So I love this series that you're doing. I'm currently studying psychology at UCLA and pursuing clinical psychology. Um, and alongside that, I just, you know, I've been, I've been uh, certified to facilitate recovery support groups for those living with a mental diagnosis. So I do some of that. Um, but I really got my, actually, I kind of got my start in the church when I was serving with youth and young adults and running into a lot of mental crises, which kind of led me back to explore more about the whole uh, psych world and what's going on and all the dynamics involved when it comes to mental and emotional health with issues like this. So I think it's great that you're talking about self-care because I feel like it's one that um, we could definitely use more discussion on, especially for those of us who have served a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And so well, let's, let's dive right into it. So I think we hear the terminology self-care often now, yeah. but I think people may not really understand what self-care is. So in your estimation, like how would you define self-care? Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, when, when I think of self-care, I would, I would say it's having the proper boundaries in place to make sure that your needs are being met, uh, not only for wholesome living, but to fulfill the work that you feel commissioned and called to do. So, you know, we all hear the phrase, you can't pour from an empty well. Well, it's true, right? You can only give out as much as you have. Uh, I would say this, especially for creatives. I don't know if anyone listening has a creative job, but I do. And I think you do as well, Mariel. <laughs> and uh, man, it's, it's hard to get the juices flowing. So, you know, it's taking care of yourself. It's make sure, making sure that your needs are being met, you're refreshed, but it's not being selfish, right? Um, it's saying, I know for me in personal experience, I am of better use to those around me 
when I am clear headed, when I'm focused, refreshed and able to bring my full self to the relationship or bring my full self to whatever it is that I'm doing, Um, you know, and so the Bible tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. It doesn't tell us to love our neighbors and forget ourselves (laughs) Um, because, you know, obviously uh, there's a healthy view when it comes to relationships and something that I like to advocate a lot is the upward, inward, outward relationship. So upward is, you know, our relationship with God and, you know, our spiritual health and are we seeing ourselves as God sees us? Are we seeing him correctly? Right. Are we connected to our source? And then inward is our relationship with ourselves, right? Are we taking care of ourselves? Um, And then outward, which is the extension of the upward and inward to those around us. And in order for that to be functioning healthily, then we want to be taking care of the rest. No, I think that's absolutely perfect. So I think Mm -hmm. some of the confusion with, and especially the people that I've talked to, because I am really passionate about mental health. Yeah. Um, this is my own personal experiences, so I'm like a huge champion. <laughs> I love it. Was <laughs> being healthy and whole. But I think one of the things that I've come into contact with is people think that all self-care looks the same. Mm. And so it may not be the same because even when you're saying people who are creative, then you're absolutely correct. When you are mm-hmm. creative and you're empty, nothing like nothing flows like it's everything (laughs) like you have really nothing to give and so I'm curious could you give us maybe some some identifiers that maybe we can find to help determine what is the best self-care for us as individuals because it doesn't have to be one broad stroke for everybody but I think there are different things that people can do so like what may be some identifiers for people to really um pinpoint what is the best form of self-care for them yeah so one one good question i think to ask yourself is uh what makes me feel alive well really let me rewind I think there are four good questions that everyone should ask themselves, no matter where they are, whether they are a creative or you have a lot of kind of quote unquote busy work. Um, I think the first question to guide yourself in, in the right direction is, you know, what are my current priorities and am I aligned with them? Many times when we feel overwhelmed, it's because we're not aligned with where we need to be or we've let the rest of life kind of take over and drown out our needs. And so now we're just, you know, we're just running, but we you're feeling purposeless and you're feeling empty and you're not feeling that burst of creative ideas, right? Um, so priorities, that could be physical health, you know, am I getting enough sleep? These, these, even these little things that we just let slide to the background because uh, for a lot of us, it's like, well, if it's not producing results right away, then it must not be a priority, but we have to consider those things as well. Um, which also leads me to the second question, you know, what do I need to do to take care of myself? I think that's a really big and underestimated one, even for myself. I have, it's just not a conscious thing that we do where we pause and we say, you know, what do I need to take care of myself right now, this week, in this moment to make sure that I am aligned with where I need to be? 
Um, a third question is, who can I reach out to for more help, support, prayer? Uh, if you have too much on your plate, obviously, or if you're too overextended and you're spread thin, then you find yourself, and since you brought up creatives, I'll speak specifically, you find yourself uh, producing, 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 but you're not actually creating new ideas, right? You're not actually um, building on it. And then the fourth question is, going back to what makes me feel alive, right? I feel like those passions and talents that you have that rejuvenate you, uh, they're part of your makeup and they're not there by accident and they might not always bring you income, <laughs> uh, you know, or immediate results. But if it is singing or if it is, you know, going to a play or a musical or it is writing or it is, you know, running, whatever it is, um, making time for those things. And at the end of the day, I can't even tell every person, okay, this is exactly what you need to do for you. That comes down to you practicing the self-awareness and paying attention within your life to see, okay, what are the things that are helping, that are bringing me uh, rejuvenation, making me feel alive, that are refueling me, that I've noticed do that for me and taking note of that so that you know what to do for yourself. Absolutely. I think, I know for me personally, I think I had gotten to a point where mm -hmm. passion started to make me a little bit bitter because I was tired. Right. Like, you know, and so it became where I was agitated doing the thing that I love to do. And I was like, why is that? What is what is happening? This thing used to bring me joy. I, I thought I enjoyed doing this, but I really had to, and I'm still in this process. I had to take a moment where I just stepped away. Yeah. And I still am away <laughs> because I personally did not want to paint the the gift that because I feel like when you are giving and you are creative, especially you're right. the gift to other people. And so if you are not in the best space and you're not taking care of yourself, it starts to paint it. And so yeah. I really started to feel like, you know what, I need to take a moment and sit back and just kind of rest. And so I really want people to know it's okay. Like, even though you're passionate about something, sometimes it can drive you so much. It's okay to just take a break. And that's yeah. like, you can take right. a break. It's going to be okay. And I think you could come back better, stronger. Um, I'm in month four. Nice. Of really just self-care. And I realized I was neglecting myself by trying to keep doing all of this other stuff. And it's like, right. you no. Know, I'm not giving my best self to that because I'm exhausted. <laughs> like emotionally, right. mentally, spiritually, you know, I was like, I need to be refreshed. So I don't want people to feel like, oh, I have to keep doing it. No, you can just take a break. It's okay. Um, and I think sometimes yeah. because something is our passion, you do it 24 seven, but it's all right to just take a break. Um, so for me, like, I love going to the movies. That's a huge self-care for me. Right? Same. Right. <laughs> like out the world and just be in a movie for two hours. So that's, that's really awesome. But you said something earlier that I kind of want to go back to. I think people think 
self-care, a lot of times when people say, oh, you need to get some rest, we immediately think sleep. <laughs> I think sleep and rest yeah. is different. Do you agree with that? And if you do, like, what do you feel is the difference between <laughs> when somebody says get rest versus you need to go to sleep? Like, is it the same thing? Is it different? What are your thoughts on that? That's so, that's so true. Even though sleep would be great. <laughs> I mean, I do think self-care is a nice 30 minute nap. Let me tell you in the past uh, few months, naps have changed my life. I've thoroughly revisited them and it's a game changer in my day when I can to rejuvenate for that second half of the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, when it comes to self-care and rest, you know, when I think of rest, I think it's, uh, I think it means practicing the pause, right? So the difference between having self-care and rest and like sleep is that self-care is being intentional, right? Um, you're intentionally looking inward to get back in touch with your needs. So that could mean a lot of different categories. That could mean organizing your time. That could be sitting down and looking at your schedule and organizing your time. It could even be looking at your finances um, taking care of your body even, um, taking, like paying attention to what your body needs. Even just, you know, my body's hungry right now. I should probably feed it something. <laughs> my body's tired right now. Or uh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Uh, maybe I need to go outside and get some fresh air and take a walk. Um, getting off of social media maybe, taking a, a break from that when you need to. It's also being intentional about investing in your supportive relationships as well. All of the things that contribute to your overall well-being, I would say. So when I think of rest, I don't think it's like this moment, right? This moment where you just stop and don't do anything. I really think of it more of as living from a place of rest, like living from a rested place. And I'm living from this place because I, I'm taking care of these foundational things that allow me to have peace about uh, the rest of my life and uh, not just being caught up in the busy work, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think something you were kind of mentioning, I think is important. So I think for you to really have rest, you have to be honest with you or what your needs really are. Right. Um, and sometimes we're not that. Um, like, like you were saying, even if like admitting that I'm frustrated or, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad today. I think sometimes we just plow through and we just push through. But not being honest with your feelings, I think, keeps you away from accessing what real rest um, yes. and, and being able to um, take a moment, pause and reflect. And like you say, and be honest with your, I call them your tribe, the people mm -hmm. that are in your system. Um, I'm just now getting to that. Place. I'll be yeah. honest. Because for the longest time, I'm that person. I will be there for you always and forever. But if something's going on with me, I never would share it. Right. I did not realize how burdensome that was and right. also what was draining is because I was not being honest with the people that I'm considering to be friends 
um, and even allowing them to be supported, like right. giving them the space to be supported. And but once I did, it was like the biggest load came off of me, and I mm-hmm. for the first time because it's that perpetual space. And so now I know I have people that support me, that love me, and I can be honest with them about where I am, and I don't have to carry that. And I think mm-hmm. that that has been monumental. <laughs> yes. Literally in my healing and in my growth and development, because I was like, I'm always that, that friend that's there for you, but I think you have to allow people to be there for you. And that's a part of rest. That's a part of self because yes like who helps you you're helping everybody mm-hmm. else so let's talk about that let's um yeah. what because and here's something i will say because this frames the question one of the th- things that i experienced in these past few months is really learning who i could trust and who i could not right. um, and so how how important is it um number one for us to have people um who are our tribe and then what are good qualities for us to really look for in people that we can truly uh, be honest with for us to really have good self-care that's a great question especially because uh loneliness is such an epidemic um you know we want to say in this generation but loneliness has been around forever um, but it, it is in this generation and even you know there are, are uh, mental health professionals who are saying that we should treat loneliness as its own thing you know just treating the social health which plays into the emotional and mental health right um, there are studies that will say that loneliness can increase risk chances of death right lonely if you are ill in any way, uh, being lonely and isolated can increase those risk factors. So uh, it's definitely, it definitely impacts you, not just mentally, but there has been shown that it could, that there are associations where it could impact you physically as well in the long run in your, in your physical health. So it's so important for our overall well-being um, and finding people, you know, and, and knowing what traits uh, to look out for, it, it's you know, building friendships is is kind of like dating. <laughs> we, me and my friends, kind of joke about that these days because you're, you know, you are you're kind of doing the dance to find who fits, who kind of fits you and who you can trust, and you just kind of don't know until you, uh, you know, go through life with that person. There are some friends where, you know, I've met them maybe the first couple times and we've opened up with each other right away you know I don't know if you've ever felt have you ever felt that with someone where you just sit and boom you're talking for like three hours about your life story (laughs) Uh, sometimes you get that and so I think that you know characteristically you it's it's nice to find someone who just kind of is a safe place that you can be vulnerable with. Uh, I think a red flag is if it's someone who is kind of, who, you know, gossips about other people's stuff and issues all the time. Chances are, um, and you probably would feel it, that person's not probably the safest place because you kind of feel like, well, if you could talk about them, do you you talk about me? (laughs) 
you know? Um, so you want to have, I think for me, the people who I've noticed that I trust and I can turn to, they have some boundaries, right? And, and values and principles that guide their life that I feel like I can trust um, because they don't disclose about everybody and their mom. Um, and uh, yeah, for me, someone who's, who is sound, sound-minded and uh, rooted in the word, uh, you know, that I can trust with those things. But overall, I've just learned that it just kind of takes time to fill out, to fill out their relationship. Right. I totally agree with that. And honestly, that literally, I, I tell people, pay attention to people. Um, yeah. Watch how, um, if they, if we're at a table and every, they were being nice to a person and then that person gets up and then they're talking about them. Or do you always know somebody's business that you have never met? <laughs> that's right. probably a good indicator. Yeah, I'm probably not going to talk to you. Like, that's right. that's be the best thing because I think if you surround yourself with too many people that are like that oh my gosh it just <laughs> girl bye no don't you don't exactly. you don't need that in your life no, no. I'm like, very strict about I'm I mean I'm pretty strict about you know who I let very closely into my life um, I have a lot of really I have a lot of really great friends that I've met even just over the past couple years but I do pay attention, you know, um, to those who are genuinely supportive, right? And have some principle and boundaries within their own lives that I can trust. Absolutely. And I think self-care, a, a big part of self-care is who's around. Because I have to evaluate when I'm in this person's presence, do I feel rejuvenated and safe? Like this is a safe space? Or do I feel drained and cautious? Right. Um, and so, and I'll be honest with you, there are people who I, I love them as people, but I would never in a million years disclose anything that's going on with me because I don't feel like I could trust them. In so I feel like there's, there's varying degrees of friendship, but for you to be like really close to me um, and for me to be able to completely confide in you, I have to feel like you are safe you have to be right and people have to earn that i think exactly. you know and <laughs> and then what's good is you know then you kind of know what expectations to have in the relationship where it's like okay you know i love you as a person but i see you know this is kind of where your role is so to speak in my life like i can only go this far with you and hopefully either you or someone else in their life will be close enough to be able to have an edifying conversation with them about it but if that person just like not changing and you know and whatnot then it's like okay i see where we are now i know how to set my expectations for this relationship and unfortunately in this on this journey you might go through some relationships that burn you right like i totally did went through, went through some relationships where they seem very nice and kind and genuine and come to find out they were you know either super judgmental or condescending or going behind the back and saying things or were low-key envious you know and self-sabotaging what i was doing you know and you're just like dang but i learned real quick so, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. No, that's good. I think 
for me, I experienced, you know, confiding in um, a leader about some things that were going on and they wanted to, you know, be supportive. However, I just think they lacked the capacity to be. And Uh, one of the things, it it wound up causing me more damage. And mm. I realized I have an expectation in this relationship that you can't meet because right. you don't have the capacity to. Um, right. And I, it was one of those things, every time I'm in your presence, I feel great. Even though you say you want to support me, I don't really feel that. It always feels right. aggressive and attacking. Like, that I can't, right. you know, so I was like, uh-uh. So I made the decision, I have to love you, but I'm going to love you at this because I can't have that in my face right now. So that was a part of my self-care um, yeah. was I, I just, I can't do that. So I think it's really important that we evaluate our circle and making sure that we are, we have, we are telling the right people where we are and then knowing, being patient with yourself and the expectations that you're placing on people. Just fill them out first. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pay attention and watch. Um, so this will be the last thing. Um, I always like to ask people to provide um, any um, resources that they think is helpful, especially in regard to mental health um, and emotional health uh, for people who may be struggling um, and so if there are any resources that you can think of that you would like to share, that would be really awesome. Sure. And I do have a, a mental health resource page, uh, resource page on my website that I'm more than happy to share with you if you have show notes or anything like that. Um, and that just lists all the different hotlines and things that you can get involved with uh, where there are people who are trained and who are confidential to help walk through whatever it is, whatever crises that others may be encountering, whether it is depressive or suicidal or self-harming thoughts, right? Because they do happen. Uh, But, you know, I would even say, since we're talking about self-care, one of the things I would recommend is totally looking at your community resources. See what's going on in your community. See what's going on at your local gym. See what groups are are offered at your local church. Girl, one time I found out there was a church that had a self-defense class. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Uh, and I took a self-defense class, and that was really cool and rejuvenating for me, uh, very empowering, right? Um, going to therapy is, is obviously a great start if you are, are able to. Uh, that's on my resource page. You could always go to psychologytoday.com and click search a therapist, see if they take your insurance, you know, if you have it, or if they have a sliding scale and they provide lower rates. But also, if you're a student, if you're a college student or at a university, a lot of times uh, the campus has, you know, a wellness center or a health center for students where you should be able to receive some type of counseling with your student services. And if you need more, then they would be able to refer you to more resources. Uh, There are also now apps, you know, for since we're talking about practicing the pause and being in touch with your body and in tune with yourself. There are apps for mindfulness. I think that, um, I don't know, mindfulness seems to be weird for people, and I'm not sure why. I think that they're mistaking it for something really, I don't know, something else. Mindfulness, mindfulness is really just pausing and silencing yourself and just being still for a moment to you know, calm your thoughts, 
pay attention to what's going on in your body, release any tension that you might have, right? Um, and all of that. There's also virtual therapy for apps. My app, for example, has a mood tracker where you can track the state of your mental health and see it visually and also make note to see if there are any patterns over time. Um, and uh, since we're on the topic of self-care and boundaries, I should throw out the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I don't know if you read that, but I think that is a great place to start for uh, self-care. No, that's perfect. I'm actually going to list um, a lot of the resources you just mentioned in the body of the episode so people can find it. Um, yes, you know. great. So how can people get in touch with you if they ever want to reach out? Um, do you have a website and how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, sure. I always love new friends. Um, my website is BrittanyAmoses.com, and that pretty much has the hub for everything from my articles to uh, my podcast conversations on faith and mental health to my app, all of that. And then I'm on Instagram is Brittany Moses, just my name, and Twitter is Brittany underscore Moses. I'm on Facebook as well. So any one of those, I'm there. Perfect. Well, Brittany, thank you so much um, for taking the time to have this conversation that I think is really needed um, for people to truly understand what self-care really is. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lit Sessions with Mariel. I really hope that today's conversation really motivates you to keep leading, inspiring, and transforming, not just yourself, but the world around you. If you want to get in contact with me, feel free to visit my website at IamMarielC.com, or you can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram at IamMarielC, so that I am, and they are, I-E-L-L-E-C. I can't wait to the next episode. See you guys soon.